Hearing Trees are back and they're bringing their new song Bones on tour through Western Canada. Come celebrate the release of Bones and welcome Hearing Trees back home to the wonderful Park Theatre on Wednesday, March 25th. They're celebrating the release of the new single alongside Gratoko and great local poetry from spoken word artists Kier, Amber O'Reilly and Larissa Music. Again, that's the Hearing Trees Bones release show with Gratoko and slam poetry artists on Wednesday, March 25th from 7pm to 1030 We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of way to wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. This episode of the podcast is my conversation with someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time now. I sat down with Yai for a great conversation about Winnipeg rap history, about his roles in groups like Your Brother in My Backpack, Park Like Setting, Turn the Gun, as well as solo material, his work with Peanuts and Corn Records, and artists like McEnroe, John Smith, Gruff the Druid, Pipskid, Nestor Winrush, Rob Crooks, The Gumshoe Strut, and many, many others. And I think it's one of the better interviews I've done in a long time. I think, you know, I interview so many people, and while I try to maintain the same level of interest in everyone I'm talking to, it's always nice when I'm talking to someone for whom I have a very deep knowledge of their catalog. I think that the for whom is a bit wrong there, but you know what I mean. I've been listening to Yai for a long time, you know, in groups and his, and his solo stuff, and I think having that kind of familiarity with his entirety of his work really helps to make the interview flow smoothly and just to make it more of a conversation than a Q&A, if that makes sense. So I'm really happy about this one. I'm glad to have him on. Hoping that uh, in the near future I can get some of these other guys from the Peanuts and Corn uh, label and era to come on the podcast and talk about this history. Winnipeg has such a deep and rich and diverse history of hip-hop music that I think is often under the radar because it's overshadowed by, you know, the rock bands and the country and folk bands that really have the high um, status, I guess, within Winnipeg. But there's so much cool stuff just under the surface as far as rap. And Yai has been involved in a hell of a lot of it, so I was really happy to have him on the show. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Alright, welcome to Which Police Radio. Um... I usually do these episodes uh, to kind of coincide with things that are happening, and this one's a little bit different because this is the guest on the show today is someone I've wanted to talk to for a while. There's a lot of local artists that I've listened to for a long time, and usually, eventually over the years, I get them on the podcast, and so I think this is a long time coming, and um, I think maybe the best way to start off is, do you want to just introduce yourself? I do. Uh, My name is uh, Danny Corgan. I rap under the name Yai. With uh, peanuts and corn records, uh, and and uh, with my homies, cool. basically. Cool. Well, and and so, like I said, you know, you don't have a record coming out right away or anything that right. we're promoting. But I think that I've listened to you for probably about twenty years now. Yeah, I think. Been about that, yeah. And and so I've never really sat down and had a conversation with you. Right. I've met you in passing, and, and totally. you know, I think the longest amount of time I spent with you is when we took the photos for the uh, Turn the Gun scene. Right, of course. Yeah. And that was just sitting out in the cold trying yeah. to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to sit down and just kind of have a have an interview because, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think of the best way to start this, and I think maybe can we just do a little bit of a rundown of, like, your resume, basically, sure. as, a, as an artist? Um, I know that the kind of early stuff is the Your Brother, My Backpack. Right. And I don't know how many people listening to the show are familiar with that. I mean, right. did, the show is listened to by a lot of people who are heavily into the local music scene, but that's right. e- even that stuff is kind of far enough back. It's that, fringe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where, where did that where, where did that stuff start out? Hmm. 
Well, um, it kind of happened organically. Um, let me see. Going back here. Uh, I mean, I was a big... I was a hip-hop fan since I was quite young, yeah. uh, like eight, nine years old. Oh, really? That's, that's quite yeah, young, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, late 80s type of thing. Um, and uh, it, when local tapes started coming out, like, uh, you know, Farm Fresh, yeah. Freak Show, Shades of Black, uh, Mood Rough, things like that, uh, I, I obviously gravitated towards, oh, shit, there's people in my backyard yeah, yeah. making, you know, authentic, interesting, uh, unique uh, hip-hop uh, so, you know, I started taking it a bit more seriously. I was dabbling before that, but it was kind of like, uh, you know, you, you'd be listening to a, you know, a Dell record or whoever your artist is at the time and be like, oh, I would have gone this way with that line. Sure. And all of a sudden you sure. start to get a few more lines and write some things down and you dabble, right? Uh, started to take things a lot more seriously. Um, Just from I, the inspiration? Of yeah, other, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then when I hit, uh, finished high school, uh, I, I spent a few years in Porters of Prairie for high school. Okay. Uh, came back to Winnipeg, uh, started a group with, uh, actually DJ Co-op. Okay. We're old friends from Porters of Prairie, uh, and another friend, Mark. We, uh, we put together a demo, uh, in about a month, uh, called The Balance of the Artisans was the name of our group. Uh, so we put together a demo for McEnroe when he was actually looking for uh, for branching out, and he was supposed to do like compilation that okay. never actually, you know, uh, materialized. I guess that was the thing at the time too. So so many compilation albums for like totally. punk rock, hip hop, yeah. everything it was yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and McEnroe was getting ready to to bounce out to Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, and at that point too, like. Just a quick overview of, of Winnipeg hip hop history. There used to be a, a fair amount of friction between the two the two factions of you know Peanuts and Corn, and then there was Freak Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that bridge started to get built uh, through McEnroe and Spoof primarily, but things generally got a lot more harmonious between everybody. Um, so, anyways, yeah, they they kind of uh, McEnroe was asking us to you know put together a demo. Yeah. Uh, maybe pick a song to go on the compilation. We did a demo, and uh, he liked it a lot. Um, but it kind of circulated around some of the homies and he just started working with John Smith at that point. Okay. Uh, so I got to become very good friends with John Smith, who then was also in really good way at the Gumshoe Strut, our mm-hmm. DJ General Gist, uh, and just a bunch of hip hop heads that were homies with there. Um, and then it just kind of organically happened where I would come with, uh, with Smitty to, uh, Hip Hop 101 okay. on the uh, on UFM, UMFM yeah. radio station. Uh, got to meet uh, Ness, Nestor Windrush. Um, and it just happened one day where we all went to BJ's house and we knocked out a, a song that never actually came out, but okay. it's kind of notorious amongst the, you know, the tapes, traders or whatever yeah, yeah. in the city. Uh, it was called the Acme Posse Cut. Okay. Wait, uh, what year would you say that was? Oh, man. That would be 98. Okay, yeah. I'd probably say 98. Um... And then from that, it, it kind of, you know, started stepping up our game a little bit yeah. more. Uh, you know, uh, McEnroe started to get us to open for him, things like that. And uh, all of a sudden, it came, you know, came to the point where McEnroe bounced out to Vancouver, kind of said, you know, we want to pass the torch to the next generation. Cool. Uh, so we started playing a lot more shows. And, uh, you know, your brother, my backpack, it was, it was the four of us. Uh, but you know, John Smith was kind of like also doing his, uh, park like setting stuff yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah. peanuts and corn stuff. Uh, you know, Ness was very busy with his radio show and stuff. So it actually, the, um, first project we put out was Milch and Allegra, mm-hmm. which was myself and the gumshoe strut and our, uh, our DJ general gist. And, uh, we were supposed to go with farm fresh as I believe I, I remember, uh, to Saskatoon. And at the last minute, our ride fell through. So me and Gumshoe Strut kind of had the weekend to ourselves. Okay, and we were like, okay. fuck it, let's do this. You know, So we just tried to you know, do a nine-song EP or whatever it was. Uh, you know, It turned into more than a weekend. But yeah, yeah, you know, course, when yeah. it, within a month, we had this, this project. So uh, <laughs> that was you know, the first thing I actually re- released there. So, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then it spiraled from there. Um. Uh, McEnroe uh, took me under his wing a little bit more and actually formally invited me into uh, the Peanuts and Corn fold. Actually, yeah. backing up just a little bit off of 
the epic epic's a, a rapper yeah. from Saskatoon very distinct voice yes yes he's a, a very niche rapper that's uh, very good at what he does here Ooh. but uh, has, has big following and stuff but his first album A30 in Newfoundland I have that CD yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a great yeah. one yeah. Uh, he had me on three of those songs and uh, you know it was recorded a little bit better and everything by yeah. people who had a bit more experience also in Saskatoon and stuff uh, so that's when that's when McEnroe like heard that and was like, okay, okay, okay. we need to we need to you know record a record cool, with you. So cool. they formally invited me into Peanuts and Corn, and uh, my first album dropped. Nice. So. The pitter patter of small feet competes the toughest like Peter opposing. I've had enough of this clothing. There's more cheaters hoping to beat their adulthood and getting the note. What I have to show are my shows of a bike and a big nose, like fun at it. In a silly giving a rose to rose, spontaneously remembering how to break the chain link. It owes me payback. I'm the most middle aged thinking. See, I'm too old to play with toys. So maybe you shouldn't have kids if the punishment from a parent's perspective is no television might create a whiz. You should be kicked in the head. Don't fret, I'm only wearing pants for kids. I wish from the ceiling I was bearing wings instead of kneeling. Position horizontally parallel to center ring. Go to your room. I have no problem with stomping, viciously walking the aisle of stuffed animals with the fist of electricity. The imagination is there. All I need are a pair of black itch tensing up my neck muscles. It appears I have this package, but it's all for the show. I must extract half of this. I'm pent up and laughless and serious about constructing a masterpiece replica of the set. The ring, the stage, the mic. Check the light and wet my own head and reinvent. I'd rather make up a wrestler than follow your lead and get further stressed with the workaholic crest uniform. I used to be smaller used to be back then. Back, back as a child, when I would fast sports, I made in my room. With agile techniques, I would make them with sweets and weights. Then just sit and wait until I find a show I trained in, but I lost it. What you can call your thinking, I started building the force again, though. But I'm just flirting with reclaiming the state of mind, so it hates him in the so it lasts at me the same. Nice try, he isn't close. 21 and building forts. Playing with Legos in hopes of seeing my inhibitions float back away. Though I have a theory, when I build a bubble, that's today I'll make a hubble. Replica set to tank and some hay and some hay. Ask me what I'm building. So what would you build? I'm building clay out of Lego, so I can fill in all the cracks like cement to bricks and make them permanently in the form of what I invent. The day the Germans sent me Smurfs. What happened then? I try to capture in a rhyme. I try to think out loud. When I have time, whether you're in a major center or your center is rural. If you want imagination plus respect in this world, then it looks like you gotta not be able. Do you know what the bottom of your coffee table looks like? You got a hockey label. Do you know what the bottom of your coffee table looks like? You got a rock free cable. Do you know what the bottom of your coffee table looks like? If you're not sure, you then gotta, you gotta spend more time on your floor. develop your, your voice because I think it's also very distinct maybe not the same way Epix yeah. is right, but right, I right. mean you're very um, for lack of a better word energetic right the way right. you rap like, sure where, where does that come from uh, where does that come from uh, I guess years of kind of developing it mm-hmm. um, I think more than the voice uh, one thing I, I kind of created my own style of writing okay which okay. Uh, like I remember back in the days the earlier brother days where you know the homies would be poking fun at me when they would look at my lyric sheet okay. and there's all these numbers all over it and things like this and all this notation. I figured out my own notation because I'm very syncopated. Yeah. You know, I can fit on the average depending on what the tempo is. 
you know, four syllables in each beat. There's four beats in every bar. Sure. So 16. Uh, so you're doing beat. math while exactly, you're writing it. Exactly. Yeah. So I could actually, you know, I come up with a line and then if I want to kill that style for the whole thing, I could map it all out. Sure, sure. And drop things in in different places as I'm brainstorming mm-hmm. the rhymes and then weave it all together and things like this, right? Uh, which I later found out that actually there's actually a number of technical rappers who have developed similar things, like right. Tech Nine, Mike and I, and people like that. And you just did it organically. Yeah, just it was just yeah. like I was like, I told you guys, <laughs> you know, That's I was cool. on yeah. to something. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was, and, and then I would just you know learn from that and I'd try to one up myself and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, push the boundaries in terms of styles, uh, which also allows me to sometimes it's not any harder for me to. To write to something that's not in a four-four time signature, right? Because it's you're just used something. to it. You're exactly. Used to it. It's just like we're stopping at the three instead of the four, sure. and, and whatever you know. So, uh, and sometimes I'll do that to a four-four beat, but go in some different you know tempos or, or yeah, uh, yeah. Some, some different time signatures and things like that. There. So that's something that I'm still really trying to push myself with. And uh, actually, on the project that's going to be dropping soon with with Gruff and uh, Beats by Rob Crooks, uh, we're really pushing each other cool. in that direction and trying to like mimic each other or go off of okay. you know like a song or two that gruff writes a whole verse and i did like every single syllable rhyming with every single oh, cool. syllable he's doing and stuff so if you layered it it would be like yeah, yeah. A mirror you know things like that well, so. well gruff is someone else who i think has a very very unique style yeah and similar i mean not it is similar but it's not right because i mean you again you, you it feels like you're more animated and he's more almost like uh, yeah, I don't know yeah. what the word is. He's been more laying in the cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's a similar amount of like even playing with syllables and playing with rhyme totally, schemes and stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, uh, we've been talking about doing stuff for a very long time. Yeah. And we, you know, we've done a few songs together and posse cuts together and things like this. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what people think of this record. It's cool. It's gonna be kind of weird, but uh, stylistically, we're really pushing it. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that the whole, I mean, not not Winnipeg as a whole, but that whole community you yeah. come from. Almost every one of those guys has a very very unique sound and a. Yeah. different like their own way of doing it yeah how did you find that in terms of just getting people to like what you were doing because again it's different and it's it's not what you're expecting especially you know right. in that era when you first started coming up yeah there was a way people rapped yeah and that yeah. wasn't it right right <laughs> so, right yeah totally how, how did that come across well i think that was exactly where it came from is like the number one rule is you don't bite like you can you can yeah. take inspiration from people you learn from each other and whatever uh but you you can't sound like anybody else yeah. you know um, there was, it, I don't know how that happened. Again, like going back to those freak show tapes, Twisted Spirits, Farm Fresh and stuff where people just like, there was something in the air here. I, I think yeah. like same thing was going on in Halifax at that time with, you know, the Sebi Tones, Buck 65, uh, you know, moves, different mm-hmm. people like that, where it's just like, what is in the water there? Like this amazing bubble of creativity. And once you're around that, it just kind of, you know raises your level sure and it's either you rise to the occasion or you you say goodbye you know yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, one yeah. of the two things so um just being surrounded by that you know i think i had a good basis to start uh but was very raw um and they just kind of nurtured that and another thing is uh being able to take the criticism yeah you yeah. know and not really having that chip on your shoulder um which, you know, you don't see that often in hip-hop, quite no, honestly. No. Um, like, I can I can think, I've, I've said this a few times recently, like, it's nice to see the next generation of Winnipeg hip-hoppers. And I only, I got three kids. I only get out of the house so much, right? I, I totally know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, building with, like, the three-peat yeah. dudes, Egg. Well, we're in the hoodie yeah, right totally, now. I, I, totally. I definitely agree with you on that. Like, yeah. hanging out with Egg and, yeah. and, and those guys, like, those guys are constantly, like, I'm the... I'm the youngling of peanuts and corn, sure, but they're still sure. like picking my brain constantly and, and wanting the stories and things yeah. like this. And it's just like, that's, that's what makes you better, man. It's like, and those guys, I feel like it's the same sort of thing where they all have very, very distinct voices exactly. and, yeah. and, and flows and sounds and everything about them is like individual, but it works together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They got a great thing going there. So yeah, that, I mean, that's what it was back in the day. So we just kind of, you know, I nurtured that and, uh, uh, also having people around you who, who let you know when you're doing something good. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it goes both ways. Like, checking you when it's like, ah, you went a little too corny on that yeah. line or something yeah. like that. You know, that's important as well. Do you think that that whole, you know, group you surrounded yourselves with, do you think the they made an effort, whether it was conscious or not, to, to sound like Winnipeg? Because that's what I always kind of got from... Right. I mean, the first time I... I was, I was into punk rock as a teenager right. and, and reggae and stuff, and I never 
for a long time I was I just ignored hip hop. Mm-hmm. I would hear the singles and stuff, and I, you know on the radio, and like, occasionally I'd like something. Yeah. But it was never really a thing. And then I saw Farm Fresh live in like '97. Yeah. And that was sort of a like light bulb moment for me. Yeah. It's like right. these guys sound like how I sound. Right. And they're doing this, and I mean, not that it made me want to rap or anything, but it just made me think like this. This is like punk rock. This yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. And I think what I liked about it was that I mean McEnroe. Sounds like a guy from here, yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. sort of Pipsy, but they, yeah. you know, they both did. Yeah. And I think that's the what I like about all the break bread stuff and everything. They all sound you all sound different, but you all sound local. And yeah, most definitely. I almost wonder if there's maybe less pressure to sound like what people are listening to because you're representing this unique, different yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, you could definitely look at it that way. I I I think it organically more happened with like. We're not trying to be something we're mm-hmm. not. We'll, we will take some influences from of course, things. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when I when I rap, I will stretch words that aren't supposed to rhyme and make them rhyme. Yeah. And that will make my voice sound a certain way and stuff. But I'm not trying to sound like I'm coming from somewhere else or anything. And I think that went for all of us. Yeah. We're yeah. just like, we're trying to do us. So, yeah. Well, and it comes and, through on the record exactly, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in subject matter too. Yeah. It's yep, not, like, totally. not, not just not just the voices, but most definitely, most definitely. I mean, on your uh, hold the fort down is your first yep. record, right? Yep. There's so much local stuff. Most in that definitely, album, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, and that's just you know being real to yourself. And, yeah. You know, like I, I had a song on there. I was really influenced by the local tapes, so I had a song yeah. where I took a, uh, a, a line from each rapper and made sure I touched each tape that came out. Uh, and I weave them together in a song, you know, yeah. with my own narrative and things like this. And it's just like, because that's exactly what I felt like I was representing and okay. trying to contribute to and stuff, you know. So. It's real regardless I've had something on my mind Cause back about seven revolutions I let you in on all the music I was doing Showed you I was no scrub Need more music for you to shed some light on Jump up and say right on I need to give you my right arm Forgive you and fight on Then let you know from that night on Guard your fuck or I'll rock your spot Then I'll proceed to smile with all the props I've got I'm tough as nails stuck in a burning fireman I'm jolted like a parallelogram Now how you gonna keep track of all the lines that I missed up Uncivilized but not unsophisticated Related to the family of trees that survives the cold I help prevent against disease That makes one forget Father's Day And which events will have had an effect on rap In the central region like a legion divided Rappers nowadays they have their audience provided Yet they don't even know me Fronting like I'm the best friend Asking for the guest list I'm playing at the West End I put in work and now You've got it made like a cleaner A wake up call for daydreamers One album and five shows Does not do pay Not even if you put what my crew say Plus both quotations Nothing but quotations kinda late You should listen to my music Cause my music's fucking great You can't get it from a class Book or any fun It's a test of one And you pick your curriculum You take a course Let's travel Or take the of course course And never learn about those who came before us School is in session For those who don't know Back breaking beats make the crowd say no You take the course, let's travel Or take the of course, course And never learn about those who came before us You're in, over your head And you don't know the deal So tell me, how does that feel? Ever have an argument with a local MC against you? A Twisted Spirits reference doesn't make any sense to Without who? They wouldn't be doing basement rap with word CDs But could learn to place a rap from a tape I'll trace a map from 94 till the date Chrome went out of fashion And a tray became a home Whatever you missed, you'll learn more of the rest of hip hop. Fundamental, historic, and progressive from locals who did it. The promo magazine is poorly written. Selective history and half the names have been omitted. People retain information, they don't lose it. And what they tell you to your face and what they tell you through their music, if you listen. A role model to find out where the crimes were. For those who picked the missions up and wondered where the rhymes were. Those who didn't see it all, what they did was great. And there's those who went ahead and bought HOC by mistake. You hate the past or you make them respect They did a lot in years, I had their tapes in my deck I had an internal walkman, all those lines were default These rhymes were rubbing off for years and what we have here is the reason You take the course, let's travel, or take the of course course And never learn about those who came before us Like do you know who's real, and who feels the most Then you find out who's real, fucker You take the course, let's travel, or take the of course course And never learn about those who came before us I'll ask you what to do Thought you knew, tapped crew, new props coming through you twisted spirits free show coming through true thought you knew last crew roddy rod coming through ooh 
Thought you knew different shades of black is coming through. Ooh. Thought you knew your brother in my backpack is the crew. see my daughter I, I recorded it right before my daughter was born because you came, have a baby in the back co- on the back yeah, cover, yeah so that kid is now finishing grade 12 <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been uh 17 years ago i recorded almost 18 years ago is that so. how you remember them with the yeah. kid birthdays? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that was a very yeah like i wrote the record record the recorded the record right before she was born okay, and okay. Then, like you know it, it took a half year to come out so she was six months old sure sure when it came out so uh, yeah that's totally a barometer yeah, it works. I definitely remember things about my kids' birthdays too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how, how was that received? Like, I, I really like that record. It's, I, yeah. I've had it for years now, and I still, I still listen to it. Like, it's, it's totally. still it's a, like it's up there with for me with the other peanuts and corn. Oh yeah, like, oh, that's best a, ones. I, it's one of my favorites. But oh, that's great. Um, how was that received when you put it out? Because they, I think uh, quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I got a lot of support and. Um, you know, we were doing tours at the time, though I had a small kid, so I yeah. could only do so much. But, um, yeah, no, I think it was received really well. And at the time, Peanuts and Corn was trying to – they were going for pressing everything on vinyl yeah. at that point. We'd signed yeah. a new distribution and all of this stuff. It only lasted so long. Only so many things came yeah. on I think I vinyl. had most of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And, like, quite honestly, like, looking back, it's almost like, oh, how was there not a John Smith record that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was pressed on vinyl? But I got my first, like – what could almost be a demo? Sure, <laughs> you know, sure. it was my it was my first record. Yeah. So was well, that is it an EP or is it a full? I'm trying to think I mean, how many it songs was, on it. It was eight songs. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. don't think we marketed it as an EP, but it's you know it was a yeah. short short out. Um, yeah. No, I, I had great reception from it. Um, though actually, in the half year that it took to uh, come out, obviously since having a new kid, mm-hmm. and I was very inspired by that. I actually whipped together another EP that oh, cool. uh, only came out, I think, at the CD release and maybe through the website. It was called Ready to Roll. And I actually felt like I grew a fair amount between my first, the EP, yeah. or the first album, and then the EP. Just in that short period. Yeah, just in terms of stylistically. And, and you know what it is. Like, when you're you're really busy and stuff, yeah. and, and then, you know, you have the time to dedicate, like, okay, I've got an hour now. Sure. You just make you make the it most, take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, and you've also gone through a major life event too totally. that's going to change your whole perception yeah, yeah. on everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I was writing songs about like you know breastfeeding, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like talking about the the different sides of that and, and checking dudes on that. Yeah, and, sure. You know, yeah. like different things like that, and it's just like that's you know <laughs> you go through that, and it's like, huh, I make a song. Yeah. I should make a song yeah. out of that and stuff. So, so at that point, were you already kind of? I'm just trying to think back to all the uh, you know shows I would have seen, or, or uh, even those peanuts and corn ads that were always in stylist. Those were lead creative ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. at what point were you sort of considered officially part of that group? Because, uh, like you're saying, you're the young one, yeah, and you sort yeah. of came in after they'd already been established a little bit, right? Well, you know, I felt like Roddy Roddy McEnroe really took me under his wing, yeah, uh, and really tried to nurture me with everything, and uh, so I felt like you know at first when it when it was. Uh, we were talking about doing the album. It almost felt like, you know, well, we'll see where this goes and yeah, stuff. Sure. Uh, but once we recorded it, it was pretty much like your fam. And cool. also, cool. like, do you want to join Park-like setting? And it yeah, was like, right, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I was on the second Park-like setting album and stuff like that. So, no, they they totally brought me in the fold. Cool. Uh, 100%. So. But I, I still was surrounded by, you know, my... You know some idols of mine, really. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, yeah. I was in Portage La Prairie listening to Farm Fresh and 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 Freak Show and stuff, seeing the Freak Show performances at the time, which were absolutely. If if no one's seen them, I've heard a lot about them. I saw them right near the at the end. Yeah, after they kind of. Did a few more shows. I think they briefly reunited or something. Right. I saw those. It must have been like 99, 2000. Right. Something yeah, like that. And, and those were hype. Those were cool, but I, I missed the, yeah. Oh, I hope those were on YouTube somewhere. I, I, I'm i not even, I, somehow I've never searched it up on YouTube, but I remember like them doing these full-on epic, like, you know, 
these pieces that have a, a drama component yeah, to yeah. stuff and stuff that I've never seen and haven't heard of anybody else doing that even since then. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot going on there. So, yes, I, I felt like I was a part of it, but also it was like, oh, man, I have so much to learn. Sure. These guys. Yeah. And I, I, quite honestly, as a 40-year-old, like, I still feel that, you know? Yeah. I feel like, okay, I've got, you know... You've been doing it for 20 yeah, years yeah, or whatever. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. But I, those guys still, like, they just, they created a scene from nothing yeah you know like especially if you're talking far and fresh and brandon yes yeah, uh, there yeah. were things going on in winnipeg before you know dj bunny different different crews and things like this but in terms of putting out a tape you know freak show putting out a cd putting out a, a, the first music video yeah, yeah and the video is still really good yeah it's still a great today i watched yeah. it like a couple days ago yeah, I mean, yeah. patience yeah. amazing it's amazing yeah amazing yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, yeah there was something in the air and i've just tried to kind of uh take that to the next logical step yeah you know Especially at that time where everything, you know, rap kind of took two, two forks in the road yes, where it's yeah. like Diddy or it's like Company Flow. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The underground or... Yeah, or, you, yeah. you were in like three backpacks at once or yeah, you were exactly. in shiny pants. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things, like I was saying before, like that kind of seeing Farm Fresh, actually at a punk show too, mm-hmm. was really what sort of got me interested. And I think what I always liked about Peanuts and Corn was that DIY punk rock sort of way that everything was run. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was it was run in a in a way that succeeded. But like, was that part of the appeal for you too? That the fact that everyone was kind of hands on and it was uh, all done like, I guess Mac and Roll mainly running things, but yeah. but just done kind of on your own versus having to sort of make go through that path of, of searching for a record label and right. all the formal, you know? I mean, I never even thought it was an option to go. Okay. I, I was just because pretty, of the style you're doing? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty realistic of like, this is a niche and... and you know, coming up on, you know, I'm thinking of my influences in the mid-90s of, like, hieroglyphics, freestyle yeah. fellowship, things like that. You know, like, none of these, like, you know, they did well for themselves. But even at that point, it was starting to be, like, they're getting dropped from yeah, the labels yeah. and things yeah. like that. So, um, it, the appeal more than anything, and it's still this to this day for me, is it's making music with my friends. Like, these are my closest yeah, yeah. friends I have. Um you know, I had when I got married. I had you know them in my wedding party, things like that. You yeah, know, sure. like it goes beyond. It's not just you know we might have met through music, but these are still my closest. Yeah. Homies. So it's just you know a chance to hang out with my friends and you know. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's that was the appeal more than anything. Once I really got to know these guys, and and it's just like these are these are some of the smartest funniest human beings yeah. I know and uh, they're willing to give me a chance with this I'm going to I'm going to ride this until the wheels fall off <laughs> you, you can't know? anymore yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a thing that happens though for sure like, I haven't played in a band in about a decade now but a lot of my friends are still people I met playing music right right. I mean like Rob Crooks we met in grade 7 our first yeah. band ever he was a singer I was a guitar player right I'm still friends with him now yeah. because of that like yeah. I, I mean maybe we would have been Probably would have been friends anyway, just meeting each other in junior high. Sure. But playing in a band, that solidifies that. Yeah. You know? and the, yeah, yeah. and you know, like, sharing something creative. Totally, yeah. And, and creating something. And this is also about, like, not doing something contrived. It's not like, oh, what's on the radio? We're trying to make this pop yeah. song. And do yeah. Some, like, I don't think you'd have the same connection if we did that, you know. Just no, because there's no the soul in it. You're not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, oh, I love this style you did. I'm going to bounce off of this, and we're going to have fun with this, yeah. and, you know. And then we're just going to, like, record it, and then we're just going to hang out for the night or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, that's still to this day, like, that's an ideal evening to me. <laughs> the hanging out afterwards is almost as good totally. as the... Yeah. Totally. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So just to go back in the timeline thing here, what mm-hmm. happened after the first album? What was so, the next step for you? Uh, so I did that little EP. Yeah. Um, it, actually, that was a pretty pretty productive time for me somehow. Um, I actually, it, it, me and my daughter's mom split. Uh, when she was about nine months old, so it okay. was actually right after the record dropped. This is another major life event happening. Totally, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so you know that wasn't the easiest, but I I became a halftime single parent, uh, which kind of informed a lot of the rest of my life. I ended I up bet, actually yeah. right now I'm a I'm an elementary school teacher. Uh, teaching grade two, three this year. Usually it's grade one. Okay. Um, and I found that through like I hadn't been around kids a whole. I'm the youngest of all of my extended family right. and stuff, so that influenced my life decisions there. 
Um, but somehow in the midst of all of that, uh, yeah, what did we do? We did a Turn the Gun record. Mm-hmm. So that's myself, Gumshoe Strut, and DJ Cutdown. And that was the first, the 12-inch first, I guess, right? Uh, n- uh, yeah, I guess I think, technically I think... we recorded it all at once, but oh, okay. I think we okay. serviced the 12-inch and then dropped the whole album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, we did uh, Break Bread, I think, came out next. They both came out around the same time, so that was a five-song EP with the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Park Lake Setting. The second I was, one? Yeah, yeah, I was brought into that, Craftsman, which was a lot of fun to make. Um, yeah, so that was all within probably a year and a half, two years okay. or something. Uh, yeah, it did seem like Penis and Corn was putting out nonstop oh, records. Yeah, yeah, and that also came with like uh, when they signed a distribution deal in the states. Okay, um, there was some sort of I don't know what the contract was. I wasn't totally privy to everything, um, but I think that was part of the plan. Is like we're going to try and release yes. six projects in a year or whatever it okay. was. You okay. know? Um, and those projects were all good though too, which is kind totally. of impressive yeah. that they were yeah. all as actually quality material. Right? Yeah, yeah, McEnroe was going real yeah. hard at that time yeah. there. Um, yeah, and during that time, I also, uh, ended up having two more children, getting married, um, and since then, uh, that eventually fell apart, and, uh, let me see, I, I, I recorded an EP with Speed Dial 7 in Europe. Okay. Uh. Was that for, uh, Marathon Adult? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was right around, right before, uh, me and my, my ex-wife split, uh, also, at the exact same time, I became a teacher. Okay. So I <laughs> had my, my plate full. Also, yeah. I, sh- I should also preface this with, I'm a very slow writer as it is. Okay. So then when you only get so much time to write, sure, you know, sure. it can take you three three years yeah. to write a, a record, right? And then in that time, you have all these major things happen yeah, too, right? Exactly. That, that influence the content, I guess. Exactly, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, and then I started plucking away at my last solo release, which is uh, an uneven 11. Right, and that came out, what, a couple years ago now? Or? Yeah, I guess so, two years. Maybe it's even... Might even be three years now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's right here. Let's take a look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe there's it's dated on the back. There's uh, no date on the back. Days, nope. no, no date. Oh man, it, it, but it's, it's run together. It's funny though because even just looking at this, all of the features are all people that you've. Rob Crooks is on there. Bird of Prey, yeah. Gus yeah. Strait, like every, it's all the same. Oh, very intentional, and and that's just organically what it is. You know, I've never paid for a guest appearance though quite honestly i've thought about it more recently yeah. with like maybe i should reach out to my some of my idols and see sure, what they yeah, charge yeah. and stuff you know just but would that have the same feel though because it probably just, wouldn't it, it, but it would be a lot of fun to say that you record <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or they mail in a verse and it sounds terrible sure, sure. <laughs> it's going one of two ways yeah uh but yeah no i i mean even within the local scene i like i i have made music with other people i actually just last weekend was hanging out with uh with Ness and uh, Andrew from the Lytics. Okay. So we're working on a song right now, and oh, cool. it was, like, really refreshing just to be, like, I kind of, I know you a little bit, but, yeah. like, let's really build here and build off of each other's rhymes. Yeah. It's like, this is a lot of fun. I should broaden my horizons sometimes and see what other people are doing, so. I think one of the cool things about all of you guys is that you're still, I mean, like, Ness's new album is awesome. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, totally. I love it. And, and yeah. you know, Everyone, I think, from that little group is still putting out stuff that's still really good. And I think a lot of the time, maybe it's just the style of music you're doing where it's more solo focused. Right. But I know a lot of people who are in bands and, you know, they've been doing it as long as you have. Yeah. But it kind of loses something when they get close, you know, they get past 40. It's just like, really? You still doing this? You know, but but for some reason, I don't know. I mean, it seems like you guys still manage to keep things fresh somehow. I mean, we, I, again, I think we're, we're coming from just, uh, you know, we, we never tried to do anything contrived and it's just like, you're writing about what you know and, like Ness uh, got better, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no he was, I liked him before, but yeah. like I know he, his music got like he got way better. Uh, totally, yeah. and that can happen. And when it keeps it's, happening. Keeps I know, better, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. And actually, like everybody in the Penis and Corn circle, and you know Gumshoe Strut, all yeah. everybody is like working on music or just put out music or awesome. just about to put out music and stuff. So everyone's still busy. Nobody's tapped out. You know, yeah. just. We got we had kids or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. and it's we're slower moving, but but it's still happening. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, yeah, and and still together too. You know, like even if we weren't on each other's albums and stuff, we're still we're still hanging out. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's only twice a year or something, yeah. that's more than I see anybody else. So. For sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs>
you don't get Divided highways and dirt road tipping The kind of wide lanes that you won't fit in Driving long lanes, moving around the bend Crazy dude walking on the side of it Got a lot of them Tons of trees, towns in the low thousands Ones to threes Feel to go forever we'll meet With the streetlight case spot, whatever we'll be Less of a town, more of a road Where homes, when they stop, it just goes and goes Some people live in those houses Never left the city, then you're living no now What you can witness go down In the instant and finish in this ghost town Let's go down the back roads Not knowing what they got going Till they show us that that's so There's nobody back home Back to the backbone Is that show going down the back roads 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 It's not around that nose Not everyone at that road And you can count them on your tack toes I'm like a cowboy knowing how the hat goes <laughs> They live the life in a small town Two miles away is a reserve all brown They stay apart, out of sight, out of mind People don't always get checked when they get out of line That's a small town, depends on the self Some of them might be nice to live And some you don't feel welcome They're raising hell from heaven to heck Get the kids grow up, get out, never look back Some of them turn up the spike, some of them turn up the scene Some of them never left the farm and got the fathers to blame Long hours, little to gain They maintain when it showers, but they starve when it rains Let's go down the back roads, not knowing what they got going Till they show us that that's so There's nobody back home, bad to the backbone Is that shown going down the back roads 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 Gladstone, Eli, Dolphin Say E, I, speed by Dolphin Minnedosa, Nipawak, sleep a lot Go to Thompson, keep it up, get to church Yeah, beat the spot, then back to the bar You're gonna fight if they don't know who you are You must be coming out of Oakville In order to think you know the difference Between the Morton, Warren, and Wimble If you do stand up, and if you don't sit down I ain't coming from some popular point shit town Some of the best rappers round are important It's like the best people I know have come out of Portis or Prairie Kids growing those towns, yeah Never left the city, then you're living no now What you can witness go down in the instant and finish in those ghost towns. Let's go down the back roads, not knowing what they got going till they show us that that's so. There's nobody back home, bad to the backbone. Is that show going down the back roads? Going down the back roads. 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 I know we talked earlier, you know, mentioned artists like Three Pete and stuff where mm-hmm. we're doing new things and kind of in the same spirit yeah. in a way. How do you feel about the way hip hop has kind of changed over the years? I mean, because, you know, again, you have a distinct style. All of right. you guys have this kind of, it doesn't sound stuck in an era, but it is of an era. Right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, like, I kind of hate asking this question because I was talking to um, Crab Skull yeah. about this very topic and because okay. it was bothering me why I couldn't. I didn't understand this SoundCloud rap. And yeah. I have a lot of rap tapes. I listen to a lot of hip-hop. It's not my favorite genre, but I mean, I yeah. have a pretty decent collection. Yeah. And it just, I couldn't get past it. And I couldn't yeah. figure it out. And I was getting really angry. And he said, maybe, he kind of made it clear that it, I'm not, it's not for me. If, it, if, 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 yeah. it's, if I like it, they're doing it wrong. 
Right. And right. That, that that just, like, turned a light bulb on. That's it was like, not wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so that, like, how do you feel about that stuff? I mean, as someone who kind of came before these guys, right? Right, right. I, you know what? I think, um, I guess for my age and for my age living in Winnipeg, yeah. I might have a, a kind of a unique perspective on it in terms of, like, I, I came up in rap, like, following rap since, like, you know, 1988. Yeah, you know, so it's it was, changed a lot over that. Yeah, yeah, so at that point it was Run DMC, Fat Boys, Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. The first rap tracks, you know, they was Slick Rick, different yeah. things like that. And by the mid-90s it was totally different. It, totally. So yeah. I saw it progress really quickly from, I mean, it had, going back before that, which I eventually did my, my homework and stuff, like, it changed a lot from 79 to 82, sure. from 82 to 86, you know, Rakim came along. Yeah, just yeah. changed it before that. Grandmaster Cass from the Cold Crush Brothers came along. Everyone else was doing Mickey Mouse rhymes, and he did. I mean, not to you know discount anything, but, but just the style a lot was, more yeah. simple. And yeah. he came with these multisyllabics, Melly Mel too, and it was just like, whoosh, like whoa, they this just became another layer of an art form. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and then from '88 until you know, I mean, basically every year you can mostly like hear something and be like. Oh, that's from '89. That's from '91. Sure, sure. Like it didn't sound something from '89. If it was recorded in '89, could not come out in '91. Or couldn't come pass. out now either. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. But eventually, there got to be a point where I think like things started to even out a little bit more. Mid '90s, a huge creative boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then again, I think like the pop rap really took off to another level. I'm not talking the MC Hammer pop rap, which was kind of the first wave. Yeah. But the the ditties. Yeah, and bass the, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. I'm not a rapper, I'm a hustler type of sure. thing. You know, I'm just trying to get paid off of this. The helicopters and the music videos. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it just really went different ways. Uh, and the response to that with underground rap and the different the different factions of underground rap yeah. and stuff. I think I've just seen it go through so much. And then kind of an underground, I'm not going to call it a crash, but, um, you know... Uh, it, it, like, I, I know there's been certain points to me where I went totally, like, I'm not messing with major label rap. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually hear, like, The Blueprint by Jay-Z and be like... And that's as major label as you can get. Yeah, 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 yeah. but maybe I shouldn't ignore this because this is, like, listen to what he's doing or a right. Nas record or whatever. And it's just like, why, you know, I went through a couple of years where I maybe hated anything on a major label. And, like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Whereas you can glean yeah. something. And still to this day, I check every Nas record. And I don't even, think that's an uncommon attitude, though. I think yeah. a lot of people who are coming from something like that, I mean, not to keep dwelling on punk rock, but the same thing, right? Yeah. You can easily be like, no, I just want the underground stuff. I right. don't I don't care about any of this. And then it's like, oh, wait, this, yeah. this is... Oh, this was here all along? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Actually, why, where yeah. was I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because yeah. you look at it through a different lens, Yeah, right? totally, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think that I've seen things go through so many waves. I've seen, like, the local scene go through different waves, uh, different levels of harmony. Sure. Um, you know, or... or not harmony. Um, I, I think I just have a, a little bit of a different lens that I look at things through, and also like being being from Winnipeg mm-hmm. and being from Winnipeg back when it was not okay to listen to rap, and yeah, going yeah. to Portersville Prairie where it was really not okay to listen to <laughs> rap. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, being the only guy at the dance that's doing the the running man, sure. and quickly figuring out like I just yeah. ostracized myself from everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I take things. In, in different ways, I think. So I will check for the, you know, like, uh, artists I really like right now, JPEG Mafia. You okay. know, uh, like 18-year-old kids from, from New York. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, before that, Rat King was a, was a thing. Now, That's Ricky, that was actually cool. I heard some totally, of that. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just like, this is really interesting. Yeah. Locally, there's dudes who came up through Studio 393, you yeah. know, which, which Ness and, and used to be Pip, uh, you know, helping run that thing. Uh, the OB, he's... Yeah, I, yeah, that he, guy is cool stuff for totally. sure. Totally. Yeah. He opened yeah. up at my last album release. Uh, he wasn't even of age at that point. I think oh, wow. he was 17 years old. Um, and he's great. He's taken over Studio 393 yeah, and yeah. Like, runs that place yeah. now. And uh, he makes some really interesting. He was playing me some music the other day. And it's like, this is off off the walls. Mm-hmm. You know, really strange and awesome. Yeah. You know, not contrived again at all. So, well, Maybe a better way of getting at that question then is like, how, how do you think your late 80s self would have felt being in this moment where hip-hop is is the dominant 
musical form. It, that's a weird idea. Yeah, like a, it must I, have been so strange to, to. It must be strange to think of that because yeah. you were so isolated, like you said, and mm-hmm. now it, this it's it's everything, right? Like, I mean, I remember it being so weird when it's like I, I had the first two, the first rap tape I ever bought. My brother had a few before me, yeah. but uh, was the first DJ Jazzy Jeff from Fresh okay, Prince. Okay. Girls ain't nothing but trouble. And it was just I like, have the single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing. Uh, and, and when he became a, a sitcom star, when the pilot came out, sure. it's just like, this is so weird. The, and this even, guy I listened to was yeah. on TV, yeah, yeah. And even me as a 10, 11 year old kid is like, this is not gonna, like, this is not gonna last. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? And then all of a sudden, like, MC Hammer comes along and he has a cartoon on TV and sure. didn't play. I remember and, the cartoon. Yeah. And he's a magical like, shoes, yeah. Yeah. And then rap. <laughs> eventually became pop music yeah. and then you had Britney Spears and everyone where it's just they're rhyming over they're rhyming they're singing over Neptune's totally yeah, stuff. yeah it's super it's weird right? like oh man like rap took over the world yeah. and I'd gone through you know in my teenage years and stuff my, the curmudgeon like yeah, yeah. I don't you know that's that's not real rap or that's not you know this is garbage yeah. you should be listening to this or whatever but it's like there kind of is a place for everything yeah. and there's also people who are just trying to cash in Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The, the, the reason I thought of this is because like, half an hour before I came here, I was getting my kids ready for bed, and my 10-year-old daughter had written a battle rap. And I was just like, how do you know what battle rap is? And she said, I don't know. And like, her and her friends are rapping at each other. Yeah, they're rapping at each other on the schoolyard. Yeah. And it's like, this is cool. <laughs> I mean, it's, no, it's a 10-year-old yeah. lyrics. They're not... Yeah. You know, but the fact that this is something that they just do kind of like... That's where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and all of her friends are, are immigrants. Like, just her whole class is kids from other countries. It's right. just by coincidence, right? Yep. And so there's all these kids from everywhere, and yep. they're rapping at each other. Right. And, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure I've had rap in the house and stuff, but she didn't get it from me. Right. Like, you know, it's just, right. it just in the ether somehow. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's, it, it's just this thing now. Yeah. 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 It's it's weird. I mean, uh, regardless of what you think about it, you can't you can't do much about it. No, you can't. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's really interesting. I And, you know, it is... Again, like, I only listened to rap literally until I was, like, 17 and branched out to, like, jazz. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really had a chip on my shoulder growing up where I'm not trying to fuck with anything else, you know? Nothing else really spoke to me. I think that's fairly common, too, though. Sure, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in Quarters Prairie. Maybe not, (laughs) But, yeah, no, totally. But how does that change now, then? I mean, not to kind of dwell on back then versus now, but... Now we're again in a moment where you can literally listen to anything you want. I know. Like with a button. Yeah. And. I've got thoughts on that too. Okay, well, let's, let's hear them. Let's, uh... Well, I think it makes. It, it's great. I don't it's do great. it. I don't I don't stream anything. Oh, no? See, I, I, no, I do now. I, I, not, I, was, physical. I haven't got to that point that's, yet. Yeah. That's more power to you. Okay, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it though. I, it's the gift and the curse, right? Like, it's it's pretty amazing that uh, my, my daughter can just, like, pull up anything. Yeah. You know, and even me From the other day. 40, 50 years ago or it's more. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. It, like, for me, I just, I'm going through another, more recently, I, I dug out my records. I kind of, I always had my, my records here, but they were mostly in the basement, and I just had been so busy the last few years, sure. I haven't been touching them very much. And then kind of went through a renaissance the last couple of months. And it's just like, oh, I wonder what Ron Carter records yeah. are on spot. Oh, they're all here. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never seen this record anywhere. Yeah. Like, I can check it, and wow, that's amazing. But it makes music, I think, a lot more disposable. I think so, too, yeah. You know, like, it's if you don't invest in something and you don't take the time, yeah, on top of, like, being able to read the liner notes and look at the pictures and all yeah. of this stuff, it's just you have this one still picture of the cover and the title, and that's and it's that. often just one song, too. And, yeah, totally, yeah. And then you listen to it, and you don't have to listen to it again. So unless it really, it's really catchy or you know the person or yeah. whatever it is, like it makes it just a lot more disposable. And I feel that myself through having something. Okay. And I, so I have to check myself sometimes. And, uh, you know, when I'm listening to, again, like the new Nas record or yeah. whatever it is, you know, it's like I want to take the time with that. You know, I want to listen to it three songs at a time. Go yeah. back and listen to those three songs again before I move on to song The way you would have done with the tape. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, my, my thought on it is that it's, like, we have, my wife has Spotify, and she uses, I mean, I don't really use it, but we have one of those Google Home things that's probably spying on us at all times yeah. in our living room. Yeah. So occasionally, I, I've learned now that I can yell at the thing and it'll play whatever I want through right. Spotify. Right. And there's so much stuff out there to listen to that, like, I just end up listening to the same stuff over and over again. Right. I'll just be like, hey, play Bad Brains. Right. And like, right. I've listened to Bad Brains every day for the past 
25 years. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. What else am I going to... You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then if I'm on my records, I'm looking through my tapes or my CDs, there's so much stuff. It's like, oh, I haven't heard this album in 10 years. Because totally. I, I don't... You don't have the presence of mind to think about it, right? Totally. When, you, when you have everything available? Yeah, I, no, totally. I find I get it's just pigeonholed in that's my exactly favorite stuff. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's totally it. So it's the gift and the curse. Yeah. But you're not going to change it at this point. No. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think as an artist now, the way I've started to think about things is, and I haven't really followed this advice myself, but I think attention spans are smaller. Shorter. For sure they are, yeah. So I think doing things uh, one one song, sure. I guess that might be a way to go too. I think of like cohesive three, four, five song mm-hmm. EPs might be the perfect you know happy medium these days. But uh, do you yeah. think it's tricky though to sort of plan something that needs that that wants to be listened to as a unit versus just individual tracks? Yeah, I think so. You have to make the individual tracks. Each one has to be a single now, right? right? Instead right. of. You having the single and then having the rest of the kind of the meat yeah. of the. I I could see that. I don't I don't create the music that way. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, but that makes a lot question. of sense, yeah. though. Um, I also think though that it does get in the way of like personally. I'm a I'm a very dense rhymer. You yeah, know? yeah. Like I try to I try to make it an interesting style and stuff. So you come back and re-listen to it. So you're catching new things every time. Sure. You know because sure. I took. 24 hours to write that one that one verse or whatever yeah. it was you know like I put a lot of thought into it revised the hell out of it and felt like I, I did something special there and somebody's gonna listen to it once and yeah. be like yeah it's alright you know and then just never <laughs> and never hear it again yeah. never hear it again yeah. and even people that like follow us and stuff you know like some people are gonna put in the time but I think the attention span's just gotten shorter so yeah. again but I'm not gonna be catering to that necessarily sure. you know because then i'm gonna then i'm not gonna be i you know right right there should be some other guy yeah, yeah i yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know then i'm not gonna put the same thought into stuff i'm gonna dumb it down and yeah not dumb it down yeah so. no that's good that's good yeah, yeah. That's, i think that's um that's always my favorite type of hip-hop is where where you do learn new things on, on every listen or you totally. miss something and especially yeah. when it's dense like that yeah because you're listening to it and you're nodding your head or whatever and then it's like what what <laughs> yeah. and then you yeah. have to rewind it and, and it's just like oh that's what he said yeah. or yeah. or well, you realize like, like two years later you've been listening yeah. to the song for for years and yeah. suddenly something clicks and yeah. or you recognize a reference because you saw something on the news or whatever exactly like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah. or even just like you know oh i didn't even think about like he rhymed this with this mm-hmm. like those don't rhyme. Yeah, how, how rhyme. did you force That's them to? Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's because of the way you said it and the cadence you used, or yeah. the way the pace, the place you put it in the sentence and stuff. Yeah. It's like that stuff I, I, I geek out on. So yeah. Cool. So at this point, I mean, I know we've established that you uh, you have lots of other stuff going on in your life. How <laughs> often are you performing? Are you playing shows at all these days? Or uh, You know what? It's pretty much basically whenever someone pulls me out of the house and okay. asks me to do this show. It's, you know, probably only. A handful of times a year, maybe maybe three or four times a year yeah. on average. These last few is that years. a good pace for you? Like, are you cool with that level? Of uh, yeah, somewhat. I, you know, the weekend shows I could do being a, being a teacher and having my kids, you know, to myself half the time. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, it's working around their schedule. They're old enough now. I've got like two of them are babysitters now. Yeah, so sure. It's, it's more manageable, but it's like honestly, I'm usually in bed at you know, put them to bed at, at 8, 8.30, and then it's like, I'm not far behind, yep. you know? No, I get it, I get it. Yeah. I, I do this, go home, walk my dogs, and go to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love playing shows, though. I love playing shows, but, I, yeah, I, I, I wish I got more into the groove sometimes and, and played more, at least in times, because if, you, if you're going months in between playing shows, it's like, okay, you get the nerves out, you get the, sure, yeah. you know, the rust, dust the rust and whatever, and then it's, you know, oh, I'd like to play one in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the group, one, yeah. I'm not booked for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything coming up show-wise, or is it sort of just up there? Uh, no, nothing booked right now, but uh, but with this uh, record with Gruff, we're going to be looking into it, and, um, you know, uh, we've talked with a lot of the homies that are, like John Smith's releasing a new record with Penis and Corn soon. Cool. Uh, Rob's working on. I, yeah. I think his his record's done as well. Uh, so we've talked about like even doing some sort of a tour cool. soon or something. Cool. But we'll see what happens. Well, is Peanuts and Corn sort of uh, making a uh, doing some kind of renaissance here? Because it seems like you could say that, I guess. Because it sort of didn't seem like much was happening for a while, right? And then now, I mean, Ness's album came out. Like you yeah. know, you're talking about this one you're working on, right? And yeah, it seems like a lot more people are resurfacing. Yeah. 
I think everyone was was all, like never stopped making music by yeah. any means. Uh, I think Roddy always tried to put out at least like one project every year. There might be a year or two where yeah, he's had a lot of his own stuff. Didn't, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, there might be a year or two where it didn't quite happen and something came out in January or whatever it was. But yeah. uh, I think he was kind of trying to make that happen. Uh, I, it seems like he he's got maybe an extra round of energy now that his cool. kids aren't aren't super super young yeah, again yeah, yeah. and uh you know and everybody else too. It's just kind of worked. So That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. So yes, it does seem like that though. And it's, it's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to see it. Yeah. 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 Everyone's making music now. It's great. Yeah, cuz for a while I was worried that nothing was uh, yeah. that it was just done and yeah, every once in a while you'd see a McEnroe yeah. solo record it's like, "Oh, that's cool. I'm going to download this." But yeah. that, that was it, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. No, it's just being being old and things getting in the way, yeah. but uh like all of us were always making music to some degree but you know yeah there were definitely like a couple of years where it's like i wrote five songs this year that's right right it's not a big and didn't release any of them yeah yeah do you have a big archive of stuff like that you just never um i've I've got some but more than anything it's uh, i i tend to uh you know keep working on things and keep plucking away i might change the beat i wrap it over or whatever but it's like if i'm if i finish a song to completion I'm probably holding on to that until I release a record or okay. something like okay. that, and it's going to be on there unless it just doesn't fit, you know. So, okay. yeah. So if, I, I'm assuming most people listening to this will have heard you before. I mean, it's always hard to tell with this podcast because <laughs> I've done so many episodes and with so many different kinds of music. Yeah. But um, if someone is hearing you for the first time on this show, right? What where would you? What's the starting point? Like, if someone wants to hear your stuff, where would you sort of point them? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm partial to my newer stuff just because it's fresher to sure. me and I feel like I'm always kind of growing um the you know what there's there's some videos on YouTube and stuff um I that's think, from the previous album right yeah you know what the only videos I've put out other than like songs on other people's mm-hmm. records uh I think we did three videos off of my second album I think we actually shot five two of them never actually uh came out maybe McEnroe will put those out one day actually <laughs> pushing for that well I've been wanting to get him on the show I've been talking to him online about doing it and we keep oh, yeah? it just doesn't happen yet oh, so man, if I do totally I'll ask him that. for that yeah totally <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I tape it back together that's yeah. that's the album that has has the videos Backroads is a big mm-hmm. uh, a big hit that people like they kind of Got That Treason was on there too Got yeah. That Treason yep yep um, Who's Fucking With Me with, right with, uh, with Smitty um, that's a good video yeah that's no I, I'm, I'm happy with all of that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally um but yeah, my new album, uh, new album, last album, Whatever an, uneven, yeah. 11, an yeah. uneven eleven. Um, yeah, tried to really push myself stylistically on there, and uh, I'm happy with that. So. Cool. If someone wants to find out more about your music or, or you know, see what you're working on, is there anywhere online? Nah, or? they're out of luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible with self promotion. Okay. I'm hardly ever on social media. Um, but yeah, I guess penisandcorn.com is. I think that's still going. <laughs> well, I know they have a bandcamp with all this stuff, right? Yeah, like, including yeah. some of the really old stuff, which is cool. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I guess that would be the spot to go. Uh, checking up on everyone's, I guess, like social media and things like that. Uh, we're all on all the streaming services. Yeah, okay, so yeah, if you're yeah. streaming, you can you can get everything instantly there. I guess that would be the place to go. Okay, cool. And <laughs> I'm terrible with the, the CDs are floating around yeah, somewhere. CDs, like I'm sure they're still physicals yeah. are still always there. So, yeah. right on. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 460 whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming, including the one you were on with Rob and Ness like a million right. years ago. And that was just Oh, about, that was focused on Gruff. That was focused on Gruff. Yeah, that was, right. cool, that was a cool that was episode. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's there. Um, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get kind of a boost a few months after they come on as a podcast. Okay. So, you know, the cool thing is... Uh, it's what uh, March now yeah. might not air till like August or something. Right. But then maybe you got some new stuff out already. Oh man, that, and that so album someone could better be out by then. Right. <laughs> someone could be driving to the car at midnight on a Sunday, which is a prime radio listening time, and just you know immediately go home and find the album, and maybe it'll be there. Very again. cool. Yeah. yeah. We are in the future. Yeah, we are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I'm really happy to, that we managed got to do this because it's a fun thanks for having me, man. Thanks. Later. The 
Listen, 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 listen to Big Wild, Little Wild. You know what I mean? To make up butter and cheese and turn it into gold. Make, make, make all the liquids in the world turn into diamonds and all them fine things. Not, 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 all things. We did dive and don't socialize with guys who couldn't carry my homegrown. Probably don't know the style that we co-broke so properly. So they shop the gold broke so novelty those true colors shown. Poking out there's no gray area, no polka dot. Both smoke a lot, blow dope but not for slow posts. I don't need old folks to watch you. Bile means go, hope to God you could get what we got like you finally know how to close down the bar, they would follow me home. If it didn't rock hard, then it got to be stone. And it's about to be known, and it is trying to be. We got an economy, blown to what you're trying to me. Rock the block will be sold, it came back, paid the cost, dusted off of some more Another funky rhythm, look at your man and give him a high five, cause I vibe on a brand widow. Another funky rhythm, look at your man and give him a high five, cause I vibe on a brand. Yeah, another funky rhythm, look at your man and give him a high five, cause I vibe on a brand widow. Another funky rhythm, look at your man and give him a high five, cause I vibe on a brand. Listening to Big Wild Little Wild. Man, 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 give you the bread and butter, the gold. Corvettes then turn into an airplane jets of time travel. The man with all the skills. Ross. They see you great when you're underground. Not alive, you will bribe when you're not around. Now, we plug them in and then we shut them down. Like not another sound. And they go nuts. Now it's only cyclical. And you're the invisible man. You're unfuckable and with a difficult man. Being bland, reciprocal fans don't want to listen. Say shit, proud but different. They call big, white, little, white, big guy, little guy, middle guy, little by, little lie. Minimize, pay no mind, keep the blind as a nice tie. Every time I see the police ride by, I would rather keep doing fine in my seat. Feeling nothing but a beat. Rhyme, they got you running around, holding your head. Asking your homeboys, yo man, you heard what he said? Another funky rhythm. Look at your man and give him a high five. Cause I vibe on a brand widow. Another funky rhythm. Look at your man and give him a high five. Cause I vibe on a brand. Yeah, another funky rhythm. Look at your man and give him a high five. Cause I vibe on a brand widow. Another funky rhythm. Look at your man and give him a high five. Cause I vibe on a brand. Jump to the heavens, catch a star, crush it up and get neutrons. The, the, the mountain climber, the intrepid wave rasp surfer over all beats. Yes, style man to many, father of three. Yeah, 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 Bert, aka yeah. The, 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 the man that is an osprey that will nest up inside of a great cup, Stanley Cup, Winston Cup, whatever championship you have, cause he is a champion. Ross, Ross, Ross. 